0: I'm your girl, LaToya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. What's up, everyone? Thank you again for joining us for another episode in the series we're calling French Toast and Happily Ever Afters. This season, as you know, I'm talking to people who mean a lot to me and who I believe carry insights on relationships which has truly been beneficial to me and I'm hoping can be beneficial to you as well. Today, I'm talking to half of an inspirational couple. Now, the first time I met this man was in 2010 when I first traveled to Uganda. I was working with an organization called Tumaini AIDS Prevention Program and David was part of that leadership team there in Uganda for this. We met in Uganda then. And I've remained friends with him and his wife, Ida, ever since. David is a wealth of wisdom, has a lot of jokes, and just even his insights, even recently when I was in Uganda this year, just some of his insights and relationships really just piqued my interest. And I wanted to, you know, just have a conversation with him on the podcast for him to share some of that insight with you guys. So without further ado, David, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing very, very well, and I'm glad to be here sharing and meeting you people.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, David, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, as much as you want, as little as you want. This is your time to introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. My name is uh, Reverend David Waffler. I am married to one wife, Ida. God has blessed us with four children, three girls and one boy. The first born is 17. The second born is 15. The third born is 13. And uh, the last born is 10 to 11. We live in Ginja, close to the source of the longest river in the world. And currently pastoring a church called the Adoration Worship Center here in Ginja and we thank god for what he's doing
0: all right all right yes i was actually able to visit david's church and just to see the work that they're doing over in uganda it's definitely a blessing and i'm looking forward to god's willing next year to coming back and who knows probably bringing a team david you know to come in worship with you and you know see the work that you're doing over there so normally to get started i have these five questions as i said earlier David has some very interesting insights when it comes to relationships. So hopefully I'm able to tease that out in this conversation but we'll start with the first question that I asked all my guests this season. how did you know she Ida was the one for you?
1: good question. Uh, how did I know Ida was the right one or the best one for me? We met with Ida some time back in day home. And at that point, there were no intentions of me uh, proposing to her because I was still very young and I was looking for accommodation, shelter in the home of his father, who was a religious leader. And I was part of his church. From our home to the nearest secondary school were 33 kilometers. And when I had joined the secondary school, I wanted to stay close to the school. So I went to Reverend Moses Abasola and asked him if he could allow me to stay in his home so that I can be able to go to school. And so that is how I entered the IDA's home. During that time, no relationship. So I went to school, after going to school, I got a chance to go for a teacher training college. So I left that home. I went to a TTC, teacher's training college. After that, I taught and then I went to study uh, Bible and theology. So when I came back after my training, I could do got churches in Kampala to speak to the youth and everybody who heard me speak they said hey that young man speaks very well and among the people who heard was Aida. So one day I travel from Kenya to Kampala and I go to the home of the missionary and I find Aida talking with her and so culturally normally when I find people talking I don't want to disturb them so I bypassed them. So this I said, hey, you don't greet us. So I said, okay, I can greet you. But I thought I leave you to finish first. And then after that, I will greet you. So that evening, we talked and uh, we traveled together with Ida back to where she was going. I was going to sleep at the Hedugata Church. And Ida was a teacher in Kampala and she was going to stay somewhere. I already had lots of interest in her, but because I was in their home as a slave boy, so I was fearing to introduce myself, to speak out my mind. And so I had a nice phone that was very fancy. I normally tell people it was womanish, and Ida had this Eric function with a ear. So Ida told me, can you give me, can we exchange the phone? You give me yours, I give you mine. So we did like that. We exchanged the phone numbers. And then we started talking picked the college, the college and said, Hey, Ida, can we live life together? And the reason I was very direct because I already knew Ida. I knew their home. I knew their father. I knew how he was conducting herself. She was a very quiet girl with very few words. So deep down in my heart, I knew this is the right person. And now since that I've already finished studying, let me speak out my mind irrespective of what will come out of that because I had fear that she would report me that this younger boy who used to be here is again turning against me, Daddy, what are you thinking? By then I said, no, let me speak out my mind because I know this lady. I know her manners. I know how she behaves. She was a Christian, She was working. say, so say. I presented my agenda. Mm-hmm. So I knew she was the one because I knew her for some time back when I was still staying in their home. But during that time, we could relate as if brother and sister But then when I grew up and made the decision is I landed on her and I knew she was the right one for me.
0: Okay. Okay. So were there some character traits that you, you know, in you thinking about someone that you wanted to do life with that Ida possessed? Like what kind of character traits did she have that made you feel like, I know you said you knew her, you knew her family, but were there any specific character traits that she had that made you kind of, you know, be like, all right, yeah, this one, this is the one I will approach.
1: Yeah, in my life, I really wanted somebody who had very few words. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And because me, myself, I would consider myself talkative, I talk talk a lot, but I wanted somebody who is not so much talkative like me. (laughs) And I represented those qualities. She doesn't talk so much like me. She listens more than talking. And that's the very person that I was looking for. And because I had already seen that while I was staying in their home, she has other sisters who are talkative, but with Ida, very few words. And that's kind of personality that I was looking to somebody who I live life with.
0: Okay. So, David, I want to ask what that talkative thing, but I'm going to leave it. like, Or maybe I shouldn't. Why was that important to you? Why was her not being as talkative as you important to you? I
1: really kind of thought if we are all talking and talking and talking, probably we would reach somewhere and not talk, uh, maybe begin quarreling instead. But I really wanted somebody that if I'm talking, she's listening. Mm -hmm. and If she's talking with her speed, then I am also listening because two elephants cannot stay together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, you're right. Two elephants cannot stay together. I love
1: that. No, they, they cannot stay together. There has to be one elephant and the rest of the, the animals, not the elephants. Otherwise, they will be fighting. So I had those illustrations in my thinking that, you know, if with my personality, I needed somebody who would kind of do more of the listening and uh, not talk, talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Why the, the way talk? No, oh, fair enough. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: How long have you and Ida been married? How many years?
1: We have been married for 20 years.
0: Okay. So yeah. in your 20 years of marriage and being in mm. relationship, what's one thing that you know about relationship now that you wished you knew back then?
1: One thing that I know about relationship right now that I wish I knew is things that you see in your partner change. Mm. And uh, I did not know that because I thought that these things remain the way they are for mm-hmm. all the years that you have to stay together. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I had internalized some things from my mother. Mm. My mother was a very, very hardworking woman. I would say she would wake up very early in the morning. She would do her work. She would do so many things. She really fell sick. And for some reason is I also thought, hey, I think all the women are like that. Even the woman I get would wake up very early, do her work, things like that, because I had learned those way of life from my mother. But one thing that I wish I knew that things change, mm-hmm. then I would not have internalized so much on how the style of life that my mother was living. In life, things change, even for me. Uh, that's physical attraction for Ida was on her hand whenever she could put on a sleeveless blouse. Her hands were very, very smooth, like a sweet banana. <laughs> if I would use that, like Bogoya, we call it in Bogoya. And every time I would see her walk, I would begin to touch my chin and say, Hi. Will I ever say a word to her and she accepts? Because they were very smooth and very brown. And I was thinking about that. Even those things change. They never yeah. remained the same because of physical circumstances that can affect anybody. Yeah. So the physical appearance of somebody changes. There are certain things that drop out, things that stood out when you met at first may mm-hmm. come down, especially when somebody begins to give birth, modus change. So many things change. And I did not know those things because I thought I would see my wife the same way the way I used it to see her 20 years ago. Mm. so I now begin to learn so it teaches me that in a relationship you should leave room for adjustment because things can change things can change so better to have room for adjustment
0: yeah and when you say room to, for adjustment practically what does that look like because as I listen to you what I hear is in relationships I need to be mindful that you know, maybe the thing that I was drawn to now won't be the thing that will be there or that will keep me there 10 years from now. Exactly. So so I adjust by ensuring that it has to be more than physical attraction. It has to be something deeper that, you know, cements this relationship, that cements our bond together, that when, you know, the hard times come, I'm able to stay there.
1: Yeah, deciding to have a relationship is taking a very high risk because uh, things change, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. There is a need to leave uh, room for adjustment because there are very many things that change. There are so many things that have changed in these 20 years of living life together with Ida. And mm-hmm. so I would like to share that. Uh, first of all, it is taking a risk because you never know what will happen. You never know what will be sustained. Yeah. What will be maintained? You'll never know things that will affect you. And so you have to look deeper beyond the physical attraction or or finance into that thing that will really keep you together, even if there are a few changes that happen along the way, physically and even uh, yeah, emotionally or even, yeah. I sum it by saying deciding to have a relationship is taking a huge risk
0: mm-hmm. because
1: what you see at the set-off of the relationship may not be the same thing that you live with. No. Mm. So you live in adjustment.
0: No, that's good. So even on that same topic, I know you said, well, the biggest advice, how to make it through rough times is be able to adjust. But do you have any additional advice that you would give to our listeners on what has worked for you and Ida when it came mm-hmm. to you both going through rough or hard times in your relationship?
1: Yeah, before I really respond to that, mm-hmm. there are also some secular approach that I always use and I always keep telling people uh, during this time of relationship, I mm-hmm. think I shared it with you, the ABCD model, ABCD model of relationship, A, B, C, D, E. Okay. Number one, I also looked at age. I am older than either five years and uh, that was something that I wanted to do. Some other people would prefer that the woman is older than the man and the man is Older than the woman, but for me, uh, being the man, I wanted to be older than Ida. So that is age. I also looked at that. I did not want to marry my mother. I wanted to marry a woman that I was older than. Her. Then B is background. I already knew Ida's home. I knew her. Girl. I knew her background, where she came from. She had a mother. She had a father. So I also looked at the B. And then C, is character, Aida's character was good. She was not a girl that was known by everybody in the community. She was very disciplined, very quiet, and even the father also testified about her. And then did the development. I also didn't want to marry somebody who is going to become a parasite. What have you done when you are still single as a younger girl? Have you done some small development for yourself? or you are simply looking for somebody to develop you when you have done nothing. And then E, education. Yeah, I also wanted somebody who had done some studies. She was a teacher by profession, she had a profession such that if I wrote a letter to her, she could not move neighbor to neighbor to ask for somebody to read for her. She was at least able to read and uh, that worked very well for me. So the other question was the one thing that has really helped us During this time of challenges and shortcomings in our relationship, number one has been God. We really trusted each other. First of all, we kept the purity in our relationship. During our time, we really respected each other and uh, we always cling to God whenever something happens in our minds beyond our understanding. So we have trusted God, we have leaned on each other, we have believed in each other, and we have remembered those moments when we were still talking and respecting each other. And that has helped us go through such a challenging moment. We have always believed in each other. We have always believed God will see us through this situation. And quite some of them have really happened. And uh, what kept us together, we did not blame. I did not blame Aida for it. Ida did not blame me. We mm-hmm. tackled it together and uh, it was our problem. And normally in a relationship, when it comes that you begin pointing a finger, it is you, it is you, you're weak, you're here. No, when it comes, it is asked, has affected us. We don't begin to blame, but we, together we find out a way of how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to pick one example that I used to use when I was teaching about HIV and AIDS,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: uh, if a snake comes into the house, in Uganda, people still have snakes, and if a snake comes into the house... You don't look for the hole where it came from. No, you simply look for the stick and kill it. And we have yeah. used that same analogy when a problem comes, we don't begin blaming each other. It is you either that has maybe not played your role for us to have this. No, we simply begin to tackle the problem because it has affected us as a family. So, sticking together, even in problems like that, that face family families, is very, very important in helping uh, you go through such a challenging moment.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. Thanks for sharing that. My last question to you, David, is what would you tell your younger self about relationship or what would you do differently, if anything at all?
1: Yeah, number one, I would tell the people to not begin looking for the most beautiful people because they are not there. But I would encourage them to be, if they are girls, to be the most beautiful people they can be. And for the men, be the most handsome that you can be, such that you you, should say, I'm looking for the most beautiful girl. No, be the most handsome man, a beautiful girl will be able to support you because characters speak. If you do wrong, people see you. And if you do good, people see you. So I would tell younger generation, is because people are looking for so many things, but try to be the best that you can be in your community, in your church, at wherever you live. And so somebody who is also being the best they can be, God will connect you because God cannot make a mistake to connect up with somebody who has not been waiting if you have been waiting. So I sound a challenge and a piece of advice to younger people to be the best that they can be. And somebody from the other side who is also been working hard to be the best they can be, they can get connected together.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really good.
1: Is there anything else you want to say to us, David, before, before we close off? The other thing I wanted to really tell the people is that uh, there are lots of things that uh, needed to be, especially younger people. People have history. Every person has a history. Every person has a darker part of life. So in relationship building, you don't concentrate on the history of the person. You should concentrate on the present and the future, even in your talking. But if you spend time digging into the history, then you might be very frustrated because every person has a dark part of life. But now the past has gone. We are living now and in the future. So those are the things that you concentrate on to help you make informed decisions. Secondly, every relationship has got its own challenges. Every relationship has got its own challenges, so don't compare. Don't compare so-and-so because they have a smooth relationship, everything was there. No, you are living your life, and you must fight and work for your relationship or marriage. And lastly, every relationship or marriage has its own levels of success. So you must work very hard and not begin comparing yourself with so-and-so. That is their marriage. You also have to begin your relationship and work hard to build it up. where you want it to be that's what I can share with young people
0: yeah no David that's really good I want to thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us today thank you
1: you're welcome you're welcome and thank you very much for the opportunity to be (laughs) interviewed all the way from Uganda
0: (laughs) all the way from Uganda my second home or third I don't know my Jamaican counterparts don't feel bad At the end of each of these episodes, I like to close with something inspirational, either a quote or a passage of scripture, really. I just try to listen and whatever jumps out at me, I try to then make sure that whatever I share to end off is in relation to that. And today, as you spoke about just being able to adjust to changes, 1 Corinthians 13, 12 to 13 came to me and it says, Now we see but a dim reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as Mm. I am fully known. Yes. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But Mm. the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen. So thank you, thank you everyone for hanging out with us. Remember to like, comment, share with a friend, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you know someone who you feel you know has insight on relationship and you like to hear their story on here, please do reach out to me. Let me know. You can reach out to me on social media, on our Instagram page at Francis the Dreamer or on our website at ww.francisthedreamer.com. And just let me know. And I would love to connect with that person and interview them and share their story and their insights on relationship. But until next time, take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, Latoya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.